Welcome to the Citadel's Leadership on Demand podcast, where we talk with leaders, writers, scholars, and experts from all walks of life as we explore the concept of principled leadership. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principled leadership training with special guest, Dr. Sally Selden. Dr. Selden is Provost of the College and a Brigadier General in the South Carolina Militia. Today, she will be discussing what makes the Citadel rigorous academically, the impact of high-impact practices, her vision for continuing to strengthen the Citadel for the future. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening, from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. This podcast was sponsored in part by our friends at Spider ETF. Thank you for joining today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast here at the Citadel. We are here with a very special guest, Dr. Sally Selden, Provost of the Citadel. Dr. Selden, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Now, you've been here for a few years. You arrived right in the middle of the pandemic, as I recall, or a little before. What, what surprised you when you arrived at the Citadel? What struck me when I first got here, and, and almost immediately, because one of my first things I did was meet with parents of incoming freshmen, and a parent asked me a question about how many credit hours, on average, does a cadet carry? And of course, naturally in higher education, it's typically 15, especially for freshmen. But what I learned and what has surprised me the most is that our cadets carry on average between 18 and 22 credit hours per semester, hmm. which is incredible because the demands on a cadet are much greater than the academics. Right? Right. That's a, our number one priority um, from an educational perspective. But they also have the 24-7 schedule and all the responsibilities in the barracks and the military side and the leadership development. So it really does surprise me how well our cadets do academically, giving the number of credit hours they're carrying every single semester. Why, do they, why does a Citadel cadet carry more credit hours than the average student? Is, it, is there a higher requirement to graduate? Or? Interestingly, um, yes. Overall, the average number of credit hours to graduate uh, is 120. That's mm -hmm. required by the Department of Education most often. Sometimes there are a few exceptions, depending on how school has set up. But most of our majors require significantly more hours than that. Also, all the students at the Citadel have to take ROTC their first two years, and then if they're not going to um, join the military or seeking a commission, they have the option of choosing, instead of the last two years in ROTC, choosing leadership courses. So there are some additional responsibilities and requirements associated with graduation at the Citadel, so that's one reason. The other reason is they're pretty serious students. They get here, they want a double major. Um, they're interested in different things. They want to take a minor or another, or, or maybe pursue something that they're interested in, in terms of their own passion, maybe not career-wise. So for whatever reason, they just tend to take more credit hours. I see. Well, that makes sense. You know, we're matriculating these freshmen and we're graduating principal leaders, and that's different than any other school. So it makes sense that there'd be some additional academic requirement. Um, how do you think the Citadel has grown and evolved during your time as a provost? Well, I've seen a lot of changes in the last four years. Right. Um, the, the one that's most obvious are the incredible classroom facilities we've mm. built with a new school of business and a new school of humanities and social sciences. But more than the buildings, it's really the thought that went into what we wanted within the buildings in terms of the classroom and the labs. And so I've seen a great deal of emphasis really shift to high impact practices. Mm -hmm. And again, those buildings display that. Um, in our Baker School of Business, we have a, a, a lab that has Bloomberg terminals um, for students who have an interest in pursuing finance and investment banking. Um, in the Humanities and Social Sciences building, we actually have a national security classroom, we have a training skiff, we have a cyber range. So we're trying to, to really focus on creating 
um, experiences academically that really prepare our graduates for work. Sure, and you know, our audience is a whole bunch of folks out there, mm -hmm. folks who graduated a long time ago, folks who are thinking about coming to the Citadel. For those folks that might not know, what is a high-impact practice? It's a, it's a practice that really results in deep learning. And they tend to be, high-impact practices tend to be more hands-on mm -hmm. and application-based. So student-led research, working with a faculty member research project is an example of a high-impact practice. Um, working in the cyber range where you're grappling with real problems and mm -hmm. trying to, to solve those with the academic knowledge that you've learned. Mm -hmm. Learning um, how to use a Bloomberg terminal and then using the, the information that you gain from that use of that terminal and making decisions about how to manage investments on behalf of the Citadel. Those are all examples of things that you do that are more practical and hands-on. Sure. And so what, what the research shows is that resonates and the learning stays with an individual longer. I see. And in our current academic environment and all the changes happening in Charleston and, and new generation coming through colleges, what do you think the faculty what do you think the faculty are most concerned about at the Citadel these days? Well, well, I would tell you just looking as we've come out of COVID, right? right. And we have a number of students who were in high school largely online. Sure. Um, you know, there are concerns in terms of their level of preparation for math. So in our STEM areas, you know, our faculty might express concerns about the math skills. Um, we see the same thing on the writing side. You know, they may or may not have had the same level of instruction with regards to writing. So we're always concerned about our students' writing. And of course, that coincides with the whole use of AI, right? right. With, the sure. use, with, the, with the rise of ChatGPT and other generative AI tools, faculty are concerned that students may access those tools to do the work. And as a result, they may not learn the material, right? Because right. you've got to grapple and be challenged and struggle with the material. That's where real learning occurs. Right. So, uh, and then, is, do you think the students are equally concerned? What do you think the students are concerned about? Are they concerned, uh, are they concerned about uh, AI and its impact, or are they concerned about other things, things that students have typically been concerned about? Yeah, I think students' concerns are probably layered, is the way I'd say. <laughs> you know, if you talk to them this week, their concerns about those final exams yeah, that are around right, the corner, right. or papers they need to turn in. The holidays, yes. You know, yes. I would say generally they're concerned about managing everything they have on their plate, sure. right? So that's, you know, one of the powerful things about the Citadel is we artificially increase the stress that they face. Right. And it's not artificial, it's real in a lot of times, right? Because we, we want to we help folks figure out how to manage their time well. In order to do that, you've got to be pressed on mm -hmm. your time. And so I think our students probably express a lot of concerns about their ability to get done everything they need to get done, mm -hmm. um, both in terms of their responsibilities on the military side, in terms of their leadership roles, and in terms of their academic classwork. Right now, given where we are um, in our geopolitical world, I expect there are concerns about what's happening more broadly. You know, sure. one of the powerful things about our cadets is they are—they have a global perspective. They're paying attention to national security issues and what's happening in the world, and I know they're thinking a lot about that, right? And many mm -hmm. of whom are considering serving and what this means for their career professionally as they join one of our branches in the military. Sure. What do you see as obstacles, systemic obstacles, just quick obstacles? What, as, uh, what do you see as obstacles to the total success of the Citadel in graduating principal leaders? Well, one of the biggest obstacles we all face in higher education is the escalating cost associated with mm -hmm. delivering an education, right? Mm -hmm. You know, inflation has really impacted higher education. So, so that is a challenge that we all face because we want to make sure that 
any student who wants to pursue a career and a degree from the Citadel, they have that opportunity. So mm -hmm. affordability is always a concern. Um, probably the one is one of the things that's the greatest challenge in terms of developing principal leaders is, you know, it used to be students had more character-based opportunities, whether it was through co-curricular things in high school and elementary school, sure. or even within the school systems themselves. There's been a gravitation away from that. So we have a lot of work to do when students matriculate to the Citadel. You know, we have to teach them about plagiarism, right? right. Because what we want to do is graduate um, students who are principal leaders mm -hmm. in all aspects of what they do. Mm -hmm. And so we have an uphill battle because there's so much, there's so much access to information and there's a lack of clarity about where the ownership of that information goes. And so, you know, we have to do a lot of work around understanding original, original work in, on the academic side, but then that will translate into the professional side. Sure. Uh, you mentioned the facilities it really is looking fantastic around here. These Incredible. new buildings inside and out are terrific for the students. What that's here in Charleston. What opportunities are there for the Citadel to raise its profile on the, the regional, national, international stage? Great question. You know, one of the things that we've done is create a Citadel in D.C. Mm -hmm. program, and that really helps us really have a presence in Washington, and that's been incredible. One of the things we're doing to build our reputation on a more national level is really building partnerships with federal, especially intelligence agencies, so there are pathways for our cadets to move into that. We also are building our reputation nationally because our student competition teams. We just, our Ethics Bowl team just placed second in the region going to nationals. Our um, cyber team just placed second competing against state national guard units. They, the senior military Actual colleges. Actual guard units. Guard units. <laughs> real professionals in the cyber world. They placed second out of all of those Exciting teams. Exciting for the Citadel, maybe a little worrisome for the yeah, guard. It's impressive. You know, then we had another team um, who competed against the service academies and, sure. and won first and second place against the Naval Academy and West Point. So those are things that elevate our profile. Also, the, the opportunity to be engaged in scholarship with faculty, right. right? And so that elevates our profile in terms of the academic world. So we're thinking about that on multiple levels, right? We want to build our profile with employers so they understand we're inviting employers here. As they get to know our cadets, they really have an interest in hiring them. But we also want to build our profile in terms of putting our students in the very best graduate programs mm -hmm. in medical schools and dental schools when they graduate. And so we're intentionally working on partnerships with other institutions to make those things happen. Sure. Now, I want to anchor down on the, the Washington, D.C. program, Citadel in D.C., because it's really remarkable what's happened there. And for, for folks who don't know, it's, it's, not, it's not really a study abroad, it's, but it is an opportunity for cadets to go interact with three-letter agencies, top-tier agencies, Absolutely. and they're working with, they're working inside sometimes alongside these agencies in a way that makes them eminently employable and, and ahead of their peers when they hit the, uh, when they the fleet. Can you explain how a cadet can get involved with that and what the, what the footprint looks like for a cadet that participates in that program? Absolutely. So there are a couple of places you can start, but if I were suggesting, if, you, if a cadet has an interest mm -hmm. in studying in Washington, D.C., I'd go see Dane Siegel. Study abroad, um, sure. Who oversees our study abroad and special programs. Mm -hmm. He'll be the first point of contact. Right. And what's really cool, you're right, they're, they're working inside of three-letter agencies. For those students who have an interest in politics, they may be working on a hill for you know, uh, you know, one of our senators or House of Representatives uh, members. Um, but it's really powerful because they can have that intensive internship experience working there, which often can result in job opportunities upon completing that. 
but at the same time they're they're able to take 12 additional academic credits so they can maintain where they are in their major so we work really hard to make sure that they can continue to progress because we're really committed to those four-year graduation rates mm -hmm. but I really do encourage students who have an interest in being in public service whether it's in the CIA the State Department Foreign Service um, or if they have an interest in maybe law school, right, because we have some opportunities for people who are pre-law as well in Washington to really pursue that so they can really see what it's like day in and day out in that profession. Is that also integrated with, I know the, there's a strong alumni presence in D.C. Is that, is that sort of being integrated as well? Yeah, our, our alumni association group in D.C. is instrumental. Right. And actually they were critical for us even beginning this program but they provide a lot of support to the students who are in Washington, a lot of connections, help them with some of the internship yeah. placements, and they're, you know, they really track what they're doing while they're there. So we're yeah. really appreciative of all of that support. I think it's, it's just a very exciting confluence of a lot of, of good things for the cadets that I know that have participated in that program. So what, what traditions have you really enjoyed here at the Citadel? What have you found unusual, or what have you found to be some of the, the special elements of the Citadel that you personally have enjoyed as provost? There are so many because I'm a person that loves. I went to the University of Virginia, and we had a lot of rich sure. traditions at Virginia. But one of the things I love most is Friday Parade. Oh, sure. Um, I, you know, I enjoy watching our cadets um, as they march, and I'm always impressed with how much growth I see mm -hmm. in them as they go through it. But, of course, there's nothing quite like ring night, uh, the ring ceremony and watching our cadets receive their ring and watching them share that joy with their classmates and their families. That is an incredible experience for our cadets. And then the one that just shocked me most um, with two. One is when the fourth class system begins. Oh, sure. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> um, and then That's I great. love the bookend of Recognition Day, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, as our cadets march into Marion Square, right, mm -hmm. it is a very powerful moment because I know how hard they have worked over the course of that period of time from mm -hmm. August to March. Mm -hmm. And that is such an important day for those men and women. Um, and it is really special to be there and share it with them. Sure. And then the next day, they're so relaxed. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a humongous load off once they're recognized, to be sure. If you could give matriculating freshmen one piece of advice to hold on to, let's say there's a senior in high school thinking about coming to the Citadel, and the, you, you have an opportunity to say one thing to that incoming freshman, what would it be? So it would be two things. One is trust the process. Mm -hmm. I can tell you with confidence that it truly does work. You may not understand it initially, but trust it. But secondly, always keep your priorities, right? Mm -hmm. You are here to get a four-year degree, so you make sure that you're prioritizing your academic work, you know, as you are trying to balance and learn time management. Um, and then the third small thing I would say is look at your, your um, sophomores above you, your juniors and your seniors, they were just where you are, so know that you can get through this. Um, that's what I would tell you. I've seen lots of men and women come through the program and get through it, even when they've been highly challenged. Mm -hmm. And the real learning occurs when you're challenged. I like to think about it. I read a great book by Peter Sengay, and he has a visual where you have a rubber band. And you, the greatest learning occurs when that rubber band is stretched really tight, but it doesn't yet pop. And so that's really what you're going to get here. We're going to stretch you so that you can really learn and grow and develop as a person, um, as an intellectual and as a leader. Sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to see you out there at the Citadel, always engaged with the cadets, and uh, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast today.
Thank you so much, Ted. Thanks. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast. Check out our website at krauscenter.citadel.edu, where you will find our podcast archive and other information focused on principled leadership. Thanks again. We'll see you next time for another episode of Leadership on Demand.